Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all Feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hey now all, I'm Joey C. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Sherpa. This is the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me, as always, is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. Hey, Kelly. Hey, Joey. All right, we are getting rocky today (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i just went with it it was crack me up (laughs) oh i see there we're gonna talk about crystals (laughs) new baby and we're not talking about your your favorite porn name (laughs) (laughs) turnabout's fair play (laughs) yeah i'm glad you said it and not me (laughs) okay Now, we've talked about them before in different altars and when we talked about sympathetic magic. From a spiritual perspective, what is a crystal anyway? So a crystal is a spiritual helper. Okay. You know, they they have a variety of different uses and uh, ways in which they can be utilized for different purposes. And each crystal has its own function in the world in terms of the things that it is most helpful with. Mm-hmm. And there are so many crystals, and I swear to God, they make up new ones every day. I just, every time I go to the store, I'm like, what the hell is that? I've never seen that before. And I used to sell crystals in my store years ago. So uh, it's rare that I would find something that I didn't see before. And I see them regularly now. So I swear they're just making up new names. But the, uh, the upshot is that if you really want to know, uh, if you really want to learn about crystals, The thing that I would really recommend highly is that you pick up a copy of a book called Love is in the Earth. Okay. It is about three inches thick. Whoa. Yeah. It's massive. And it has listed in it every type of crystal you can imagine by alphabetical order. And then it tells you 
it shows you a picture of the crystal so you know what it looks like and then it tells you what the properties are and and what you could expect of the crystal and the uses that you can use it for so that is a great tool for someone who really wants to dive deep into crystals now with that said there are different types of crystals out there crystals come in various shapes and sizes and the shapes actually impact how they're used i used to have a amethyst crystal tower which is the those tall geodes that have been cracked open and um, i actually had a conversation with this crystal and got its permission to attune it to reiki and over time i attuned it up to reiki 2 and i used to have it in my reiki treatment room when i did reiki healing sessions and it would contribute energy to the the treatment and so that's how i used that crystal i have other crystals that i've used i have a uh what's known as a window quartz which is a round quartz crystal that is uh fogged over on most of the sides except for one side has a flat pane that's been polished smooth hmm. that i use in healing sessions where i'll put the crystal over top of a chakra or a point on somebody's body and use it to amplify my seeing through the crystal and it allows me to see things more deeply. Okay. I have a wand that I use for my Reiki attunements. It's a selenite wand. And I use that in my, my angelic Reiki attunements. Different crystals are for different purposes, right? If you have a single terminated crystal, that means that it's got a single point on it. Then that is good for like a wand use where you're directing energy in one direction. Right? Okay. If you have a double terminated crystal that's got points on opposite ends, then that's a great one for transferring energy back and forth between things or for uh, sharing energies, things like that. If you have crystals that are more like just sort of rocks rather than points, yep. those are good for using in altars or for use in like a Reiki grid. Mm -hmm. or in, in a manifestation grid where you're going to set up a crystal grid to bring something into form. And so within the context of the, the form of the crystal is sometimes the way in which you're going to use it. Now, I also have been known to create what I refer to as transformational jewelry. Oh, um, You won't find this on my website anywhere because it's, you know, you got to ask for it and I don't do it a lot, but I have all sorts of semi-precious stones and crystals in bead form. And I will sit with someone and have a conversation with them about where it is they want to be. And I will tap into the energy of who that is, who that person is that they want to become. And I will then build that energetic into a necklace using the crystals that I have in my box. And they will then wear the energy of who they're trying to become until they become it. Oh. And it usually takes, you know, four to six months. And which point they, they'll know they're there when they don't feel like they want to put the, the necklace on anymore. <laughs> it's just, you just don't take it out of your box anymore. You're just like, oh, oh I haven't picked that one up in a while. I'm like, okay, then it's time to send the beads back, right? Because <laughs> you're done. And so, you know, you can use it for that sort of thing. 
where you build an energetic into something that you carry or wear and do it in that fashion. Crystals can remember things. There are, uh, I'm trying to remember what they're called. I think they're called recorder crystals, but they hold information. And if you ask your crystal purveyor, they'll be able to show you one if they have one. And you can store information in the crystal and use it as a information transfer for so what people kind who of can read that. Would you put in a crystal? Um, usually magical processes. Okay. It's it's an energetic understanding and awareness. So if you're really good, you can read things more than that. The average person doesn't have that awareness anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, back in, in in the Atlantean age, the crystals were regularly used for recording information, but we've lost that ability over the years to uh, be able to pull more than just sort of a general archetypal construct of a process out of a crystal and not everybody can even do that so you know they're they're sort of specialty items for people who are really crystal attuned you know on average what are you going to work with as a crystal most likely the things that you're going to start with are the quartzes right you're start with a clear quartz you're going to start with a rose quartz you're going to start with an amethyst those are your basic three right mm -hmm. Clear quartz amplifies anything you want. Rose quartz is love energy, heart energy. And amethyst is specifically for things that are, you know, amplifying sort of a, a manifestation sort of concept. Okay. Um, although they can be used in concert with the other two as well. So it, it tends to be an adder, um, an amplifier. For protection, you're looking at obsidian, black obsidian. Okay. Or black onyx or garnet those are great for protection a turquoise is also another great protector stone uh, for clarity you're looking at tiger's eye and these sorts of stones you can carry around with you so you could put them in your pocket or for women you know some women tend to wear them in their bras and stuff like that um i don't really recommend that i know a friend of mine who put put a stone in a bra and it fell out the end and shattered so i don't really recommend that but some people do but, you know, in the absence of a pocket, it works. <laughs> um, why they don't put pockets in more of our clothes, I don't understand. But that's a different topic for a different day. Well, um, and I've seen more women pull random things out of their bras. Why they don't put pockets in bras, I don't understand at this point. Yes. Thank you. That would be fantastic. Especially in the little slot in between the breasts. That would be a perfect. Somebody needs to invent that. Can someone please invent the pocket? For the, for the you know you know the cleavage the bra pocket the cleavage, cleavage pocket. pocket right yeah that would be awesome and send me one uh, so, uh, wow we went off topic that's we really awesome. did that's, that's all right bad. we're gonna leave it in anyway because yep. we love it it's okay so you know you can't always talk about spirituality you got to get off on other topics periodically exactly it's all good so. <laughs> okay so you've talked about the different shapes of crystals the different types of crystals. Somebody who might be new to this space might have heard of things like crystal balls. Are those real? Sure. Yeah, I have several. What uh, would you use them for? Well, so the crystal ball that most people think about is, is used as a scrying tool. Okay. And scrying is where you look into a clear surface and wait for the images to appear in front of you, right? I've never been a big scryer. It's not my thing. 
but some people are really good at it. And um, that type of crystal ball, it tends to be very expensive because they need to be mostly clear. And the more occlusions you have or, you know, cracks and, and imperfections in the ball, the cheaper the ball is, right? So okay. when, you, when you get, it's much like a diamond, right? So the clearer the quality, the more expensive it becomes. And so, you know, buying a crystal ball for that purpose can get quite pricey. And quite frankly, if you're going to scry, you know, it's cheaper to just get a black bowl with some water and just use it. (laughs) So that's just my opinion. So, you know, I'm sure other people have different opinions, but I have several crystal balls in my house and uh, one of them is rose quartz and one of them is amethyst. And my amethyst ball actually has what looks like an eye in it, which is so freaking cool. (laughs) And so, you know, I use them on my altars. I use them to hold the energies of the altars. You know, I've put them in my happy home altar. I've put them in any number of altars over the years. My, um, my happy home altar actually has a whole bunch of smaller crystals that I've put around a Kuan Yin. Okay. And um, that's what holds the energy for my happy home. But yeah, crystal balls are awesome because they're, you can hold them and they're so comforting there's something so really grounding and comforting about sitting in lotus position holding a crystal ball in your hands. It's just mm-hmm. fantastic. So, you know, I'd highly recommend getting a crystal ball. Um, if you have the opportunity to go to South Dakota, when I was in South Dakota back in 98, rose quartz was two bucks a pound. <laughs> Wow, um, which is significantly cheaper than you will find in the uh, in the crystal stores these days. the The price of crystals has doubled and tripled from where it was when I was selling them twenty years ago. Yeah, um, it, it's like they were fine and reasonably priced, and then they got you know people started coming into the 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 uh, spiritual world at an increased pace and suddenly crystals cost a freaking fortune. (laughs) It's just like, Oh my God. All right. So if you can buy them secondhand from somebody, you will often get a much better price because you know, you get people like me who've owned them for, you know, 20 years and paid 20 bucks for them and don't realize that they're worth 80 now. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) little details, you know? So, uh, you know, you may want to take a look there. Um, but also, there are benefits and detriments to buying buying them secondhand. You know, the benefit is that you get if if the person's been using that crystal for years, doing really nice work with it, then the crystal comes with all that yummy juju. If they have been using it for sort of mediocre stuff and not so happy stuff, then it comes with all of that juju. So you really want to tune in and check what juju you're getting with your crystal, <laughs> especially if you buy it secondhand. And by the way, crystals have a mind of their own. Okay. This is what the next thing I'm going to ask you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's open up the Spirit Sherpa Danger Will Robinson element <laughs> of the crystal episode here. Are there bad crystals that we can get? <laughs> well, I don't know that the crystal itself is bad, but crystals can actually hold sentient entities. Okay. And... If a crystal is speaking to you, like saying, ooh, come and pick me up, don't do it, okay? If it's speaking to you, it's probably not good. And, and crystal skulls 
more than any other kind of crystal are going to have that sort of thing in them. They don't always, but they're more likely to. There is something about the crystal skull shape that invites entities to inhabit them. I don't know why. Um, I would be very cautious about going to crystal skull events. Um, there are a lot of those. <clears throat> there are, and I won't go. <laughs> so, <laughs> that should tell you something. Um, I am really good at maintaining my boundaries, and I just do not want to mess with it. Um, In fact, I just saw one recently that was a crystal skull activation mm -hmm. class. Yeah. So that's literally trying to activate them, right? Yeah. I, mean, I don't even or know what that is. Or activate you using a crystal skull, more likely. Okay. But yeah, and you know, activate you to what is the question you have to ask. Yes, that's exactly right? what I'm wondering. Yeah, I, again, I wouldn't go. And yeah. I'm sure I'm going to get some haters on this one. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure some Crystal Skull people are going to be yelling at me over this. But I just, I don't, I don't trust them, you know? Okay. I, I've, I have yet to meet an entity in a Crystal Skull that I did not find to be malevolent in some fashion. Uh, or at least uh, alien, enough, alien enough from my, my native culture to have been potentially damaging. It may not be malevolent, but if they are alien enough that they don't understand how humans work, mm -hmm. they could be damaging inadvertently. So I have yet to experience any crystal skull that had any entity that I wanted to spend more time with. So it's, it's common for people when they're in these crystal shops or when they're working with crystals to say that they feel like the crystal is calling to them. But there's a difference between feeling drawn to the crystal and actually hearing a in calling. Mind, yeah. And, you know, imagining that you're hearing something talking to you. Correct. Yeah, if, if, you if you're hearing words, do not pick up the crystal. Okay. okay. If, it just, if you just look at it and go, ooh, that's nice. That's usually because the crystal wants to, to work with you. Right. Um, crystals do have a mind of their own. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I went to a pagan pride day years ago, and I brought a table to just set up my crystals and let them charge in the sun while I was selling my, my jewelry on the other side. Mm -hmm. And everybody kept walking up and trying to buy my crystals. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm not selling my crystals. Leave my crystals alone. Do not touch my freaking crystals, right? <laughs> and, and one woman walked up, and she picked up the crystal. She looked at me and said, how much? And I said, $18, which was exactly what I had paid for it. Mm -hmm. And she paid me the $18 and she walked away. And I looked at my friend who was with me and I said, did you see that? She said, yeah, something just came right up and took over your mouth and said $18. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I didn't want to sell that crystal. She's like, no, but the crystal wanted to go with her. I'm like, yes, it did. I was just like, okay. You know, sometimes crystals have a mind of their own and they're just like, nope, I'm done with you. Gotta go. Bye-bye. Right? And sometimes they just know who and where they should be working. Yeah. Well, and, and oddly, once in a blue moon, they will just disappear. Really? Yeah. I, I have not personally had this experience, but I have known many people in my life for whom a crystal just left. <laughs> it just left. And, and you know, it wasn't that somebody came and stole things. It wasn't that anything else went missing. It's just the crystal was gone. Like, nope, I'm done. Bye. <laughs> well, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay, crystal shops. Mm -hmm. How can a person tell um, whether one is a good shop or a bad shop? Crystal shops tend to be pretty neutral, but not always. Yeah. I have gone into shops that were skeevy. And again, this is one of those things where you, you trust your body. Yeah. If you walk in and you go, 
Oh, I feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm, just doesn't feel good. Uh, I don't like these people. Uh, I don't want to look at anything here. I'm really not interested. You lose interest in everything. Yeah. And, and you're just like, just, just leave. <laughs> Nothing in that store is going to speak to you. Nothing in that store is going to give good energy to you. You know, trust your gut. Well, and you used to sell crystals at your shop, and you've told us about that a bunch of times. Is there hygiene, retail hygiene <laughs> from that perspective that you can do? Because yeah. I've been in crystal shops before yeah. where it's like everything just feels dirty, Dangly. but not in a in a like a actual physical dirt way. It just feels muddied and, and the energy feels weird. Yeah. And then there are others that are, you know, bright and clean and you walk in, you're like, oh, wow, I'm actually feel like I'm walking off the ground. Yeah. Is, is there a hygiene thing that, that yes. you do? Yeah. Um, I smudged my store every single day. Yeah. Every single day. And I think that what you feel when you walk into a crystal store is a combination of whether or not the person's clearing the energy because, you know, you got a ton of people walking through the door all the time. Right. You got a with all of their own jangly, energy, you know, yep. you know, muddy energy, right? Whatever people bring in with them. But there's also the energy of the proprietors and the employees. Mm hmm. And that energy gets amplified over time by the crystals. And so I think that when you, I, I'm thinking of a particular store in my, in, in my experience that I walked into that had that sort of energy. And as I feel into that energy, it was very reflective of the employee, of the staff, you know, um, mm. the people who worked there and the owners. That was the energy that was being amped up by the crystals. So, you know, they are, they are at their hearts amplifiers. Mm -hmm. You know, they'll, they'll make changes and do shifts and whatever too. But when you've got that many crystals in a store, you know, some of them are going to do one thing and another thing. And so there's not always room for them to do what they do because something else is working against them because it does something different. Right. right. So there's not this opportunity for that to happen. And you also have to keep in mind that there are some stones that will absorb a certain amount of energy before they'll just dump it back. So hematite is one of those stones. Okay. If you have a lot of hematite in a store and the owners aren't cleansing that, that hematite regularly, then hematite collects negative energy. It just sucks in negative energy. So it, it cleanses the space of negative energy until it f is full. When it's full, it dumps it all <laughs> wherever it is. Oh. Yeah. So it can collect, 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 and then boom, leave it all at once. And so if you have a store where the owners are not regularly cleansing the hematite, you can end up with a huge buildup of negative energy because they're going to be full all the time and they're going to be dumping all the time. And there's going to be a buildup of negative energy that just doesn't get cleared if they're not smudging and cleaning the hematite. Yeah. You know, you've told us before, when you talk about smudging and cleaning, you've said that there's a number of ways to clean and clear our space, our, our uh, personal effects, things like that. Mm -hmm. Is smudging enough for crystals? Yes and no. Okay. So if a crystal's in a crystal shop and it's not being used for anything, then smudge should be fine mm -hmm. because it's not being imbued or used for anything in particular. In fact, there are ways that you could construct the way in which the crystals are set up in the store 
to allow the store to, to self-cleanse on a regular basis, depending on how you structure the grid of the store. But most store owners don't do that. So, you know, smudge is fully sufficient for a store environment as long as you're doing it on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. For a crystal that you're using for different purposes, I would cleanse it periodically. And for something like that, you can, you have to be careful with crystals because some of them are water soluble, right? Yeah. So like calcite, you don't want to put in water. It's, it's a, it's a salt, right? Right. Don't, it, it will dissolve and that would suck for you. You know, that would be a way a crystal would disappear, right? Yeah, that's one way. <laughs> put it in a bowl of water overnight. It's gone in the morning. Ah! <laughs> Many of them, you know, the harder ones are, you can put them in salt water overnight. You can put them in the moonlight or in the sunlight and let them cleanse that way. They, mm-hmm. they love that. Uh, they also love to be buried for a period of time. You know, you can put them in dirt. Um, your plants love them too. So if they're smaller crystals, you can just dig them down in the dirt of your plants for a week or so. And they'll, your plants and they will love each other. <laughs> and uh, then you dig them up and they're nice and clean and your plant feels better and everything's better and all is good with the world, right? Awesome. So there's any number of ways to cleanse your crystals. Uh, the first time you get a crystal from a store, you should definitely cleanse it because you don't know if somebody picked it up and used it for something before they put it back down again, or if the owner took it home one day and used it for something because they do that because, you know, we have them. Or they took something that was theirs and put it out for sale because they were done with it because we do that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you just don't know. So you should always clean it before you use it the first time after you've bought it from a store. But yeah, it's, it's, your crystals, for the most part, if they're not in current use, if they're just sitting in your house and hanging out as decoration or whatever, you could absolutely just clear them with smudge and you're good to go. All right. This was a lot about crystals. See, there you go. And here we weren't sure we were going to have enough for a full episode on it. Exactly. (laughs) As we wrap up, is there any um, final thing you want to tell people? Crystal's good. Crystal's good. You know, I mean, the crystals are, are like any other tool. We've, we've uh, talked about magical tools and toys recently. And, and, uh, and, you know, they're like any other tool or toy. They're, they're useful for what they're used for and don't get dependent on them. They're, they're bright, shiny, just like anything else. <laughs> and they're great. They're awesome. And use them as you feel called. Okay. Well, there you go. All right, folks, that's all we have for this week. Be sure to join us next time as Kelly adds another chapter into your beginner's guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Joey C. here with Kelly Sparta, and you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. So long, everyone. Each mile I travel over 13,000 now, so I leave behind a Spirit Trippa is the sole property of Kelly Sparta Enterprises and is distributed under Creative Commons BY-NC-ND 4.0 license. For more information about this licensing, please go to creativecommons.org. Any requests for deviations to this licensing should be sent to K-E-L-L-E at K-E-L-L-E-S-P-A-R-T-A dot com. That's Kelly at kellysparta.com. To sign up or to get more information on the programs, offerings, and services referenced in this episode, please go to kellysparta.com. This episode of Spirit Trippa has been produced by Honu Voice Productions. And my love and my life and me. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea 
what you're doing, but you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half, guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.